Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show with moi, your host, Laura Bellotta. My co-host today is Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in each and every week. I hope you guys enjoy listening to the show as much as we love hosting this show. Now, throughout our lives, we meet many different people, expand our social circles, and gain new friends along the way. But gaining more friends doesn't always mean sunshine and rainbows. In most instances, as we meet new people, uh, there will be some that have the characteristics of a friend, but spark a feeling of dislike or rivalry between us. This is what we call a frenemy. Now, some of you might not not know what that is, but stay with us today and we're going to tell you all about what a frenemy is. So today I'm joined in studio by Nicole McCants. She is a psychologist, a relationship expert, and best-selling author. She's going to discuss, or we're going to discuss, navigating a different kind of toxic relationship, a frenemy. Welcome, Nicole. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I've been trying to get you on the show for about uh, an entire year now. Yes. You are so busy. <laughs> Finally. You've got two babies at home. Yeah, the twins are 20 months now, so it's a lot. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you're a busy gal. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Yeah. So tell us, everybody is dying to know, what is a frenemy? Yes. So a frenemy, I think, is just a fancy word for a toxic friend. So this is a friend who drains you, you're questioning every time you spend time with them, every time you hang up the phone, you're questioning like, why do I waste my time? Mm-hmm. And if we all have doing one, that, I think, yes, right? I think we all have one or or maybe more than one, yeah. <laughs> um, now, are frenemies and bullies, are, are they the same thing? No, so a frenemy is much more insidious. A frenemy is a friend to your face. This is somebody who you make plans with. This is somebody who you put aside your busyness to be with, right? And the bullying is not so obvious, which is why it's a frenemy. A bully is somebody that's very clearly not good for you, but a frenemy is somebody that you're inviting to your home and they leave and you're asking yourself, why do I feel so insecure? Why do I feel kind of pissed off? Mm -hmm. Right? So true. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm already getting a twitch right now. (laughs) Right? Thinking about it? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know so many people. Yes. So it's really about, you know, as we're having this conversation, maybe asking yourself, okay, who is that person to me? But I think the bigger question is for us to ask ourselves, like, why do we keep these people in our lives Mm -hmm. when we know again and again that they're not good for us? And why do you Mm -hmm. think we do that? The biggest thing, so I'm in private practice, as you know, and I notice that people are loyal. I find the frenemies tend to be friends for a long time, and people are constantly telling me, well, Nicole, like, I've known them. We've gone through so much together. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Right? Yeah. But it's kind of like, okay, and you've grown apart. So it's good to ask yourself, would I be this person's friend right now if I was to meet them? And if the answer is no, then maybe you need to start making different choices. Okay, so what are some ways that we can spot a frenemy, just so we're on the right... Uh, yeah, so what are frenemies? So there's actually package. different types. Okay. There is one, the possessive friend. This is a friend that you see at an event, and you didn't tell her you were going, because why would you? You know, this is not your romantic partner. They, they don't need to know. And she is upset that you didn't invite her. You know, she's Gosh. very possessive. Ugh. She gets, she, it's, it feels a little bit like a romantic relationship, that jealousy piece. Like she always wants yeah. to be invited out, things like that. So this is the, what I would call the possessive friend. 
Okay. Followed by the drama queen. So we all have this friend where they always seem to have an issue. Like they're always upset with us. We're constantly trying to explain ourselves, right? right? There's constant Make them happy. Exactly. Yeah. This is way, it feels like this friendship particularly feels like a lot of work. How about the friend that always only calls you when they need something? Uh, Or even worse, you call them. Because you need a friend, and before you know it, they've twisted it somehow, yeah. and the and whole conversation is about them again. Yeah. And you hang up thinking, "I have one of those." What just yeah. happened? Yes, so I that would be the selfish friend. <laughs> Are she there any other? But sorry, you have one of those. Well, yeah, but I'm going to ask uh, Nicole about it later on in the show. <laughs> I want her advice on it. I'm I'm actually quite big on divorcing your friends. If their life me is too, too short. You know, the problem with me is that I get this, yeah, guilt comes over me. And then I start questioning, you know, myself and thinking, well, maybe it's just, you know, it's today, but tomorrow will be different. Or, right. you know, or, or maybe we're in the same social circle. So what if, what if, what if I see this person out, you know, and, and, and then yes. how do I talk to them? Like, I just. We can talk about that. Yeah, how I'd rather break up. run away than, than, than break up with someone. You know, I'm that ghoster. <laughs> And a breakup can be ghosting. I think that's okay too. Allowing, like if this person isn't feeding you, right? Like isn't lifting you up and you're energetically not feeling better when they leave, then maybe you just let it, maybe it's supposed to fizzle and you just need to stop trying and let it naturally fizzle, right? Some things are just. Okay, so what about when you let it fizzle or you're trying to let it fizzle, but they won't let you. They keep asking you things and inviting you to places. And yeah, that's it's, harder. It's just, it's, it can't fizzle. And it's like, listen, I, I haven't called you back. That means I don't want to hang out and with I'm you really, anymore. And I'm really, really busy. Yeah. So it depends. Like if con- uh, It's difficult because this is a really difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about how to have it a straight conversation and then how to just kind of say, things are really, really busy. Like, let me check my schedule. <laughs> and then never get back to them. Yeah. And then eventually maybe they'll get the hint they do I did they do get the hint they do you did that Sandy? yeah yeah it was not easy no 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 do you no, want no. to tell us about it when we come back sure. from the break sure. okay you're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto the dating and relationship show we're talking about frenemies stay with us you're listening to the dating and relationship show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the dating and relationship show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in tonight. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, and my co-host, Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. Today, we have special guest, Nicole McCants. She's a psychologist and relationship expert, and we're talking about frenemies before the break. Sandra was just about to tell us about how she got rid of a frenemy. <laughs> Go ahead, please. I need to learn from you. Well, there was a lot of what uh, you were saying earlier about... Um, their personality type. They get angry when Mm -hmm. you went out and you didn't tell them about it. I don't know. I was here. Nobody told me about it. I was waiting for your phone call. Well, why don't you call me? Like, why why do I have to check in? Mm -hmm. Like, it was exhausting. And and I have health issues, and it was draining me even more. Yeah. Life is already stressful. Like, friends should not be draining, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I shouldn't have felt... I don't think I should have felt like that. No, friends should be more understanding, especially with what you're going through. Yeah. but But I think that comes from immaturity though like that your friend she must have been really immature really like how old was she oh no in her 50s oh come on grow up i know single yeah especially with what you're going through like today give me a break and i'm and i'm single so that's fine too but 
mm-hmm. I don't get I don't get why. The way that I see it, life is stressful, right? Like yeah. relationships are hard, health issues, like there's a yeah. lot that are outside of our control. We cannot choose our family, we cannot choose our in-laws or our boss, but we can I choose always say this. our friends yes, and choose can. them wisely. And you can choose your partner too. Exactly, thank yes, goodness. Yes, you can. But there are a lot of people stuck in Toronto. Anyway, that's a whole other show, right, with yeah. partners. And, it's it's ca- and if someone's causing you havoc in your life, mm-hmm. then you need to really get rid of them. And so maybe today, Detach. yes, people are inspired to make have those more difficult conversations. But for the long run, surrounding yourself with people, again, who uplift you. So what can toxic relationships do to us in general? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So much. So we are social creatures. We thrive when we are supported by people who love us, right? Like there are so many studies. And I think the opposite is true. So if we surround ourselves with people who judge us and then we begin to judge ourselves, I've seen confidence issues, insecurities, like beginning to question your own self-worth because of how they treat you, which can lead to sleep issues, right? It could just be another, yeah. How about like friends that are envious of you? Or they're trying to compete with you all the time. Oh, that's a, that's, that's going to happen. Oh, see, yes. that's my situation. That's the type of frenemy that I have. Okay, you know where where this person will call, and you know I haven't spoken to them in a couple of months, and it's not like, hey, Laura, how are you? How you doing? How's your family? Blah blah blah. It's oh, guess what I'm doing? Within five minutes, I made this much money. I'm doing this. I'm traveling here. I'm traveling there, and then I get off the phone, and I'm thinking. You know, I feel like a bag of poop. Okay, because I have I'm something thinking, to say about like, that. Yes. You know, am I not doing enough? And and like, why do I want to be your friend when right. you really don't genuinely care about me? And I'm at a stage in my life where I'm like, if you don't genuinely care about me, then you're out of here. Like, Good I have no tolerance for it. And here's the two things. One, yeah. that's actually nothing to do with you. That is 100% insecurity. It is, They are right? calling you and mm-hmm. five other people and saying the exact same thing to them. And I promise you they are lonely because there's no connection there. That's purely about them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it, my question for you is, why are they still calling? Like, why because are they, they still want, in your life? They, they seem to call when they want something. You right. know, and I'm, I'm like, I'm no dummy, right? I like, I very intuitive, and I know when someone's calling me because they want something, right? From me. And that, and that makes me just detach, right? So I want to know if is that the right way to, to to handle that? Like, I wanted to talk to this person face to face, but every time I, I invite them somewhere, uh, they they just ignore my request, and they'll be like, "Well, come out to this. We'll come out to that." It's like, no, I want to have a conversation with you because like I don't per- want to yeah. talk about it over the phone, but I. I but I also want to talk about it. So, right. but they refuse to, you know, come to my home or just okay. have a conversation. Are they willing to talk on the phone? Yes, but I don't pick it up because I don't want to get into it on the phone because I'm not a fake person and I wear my heart on my sleeve. So right. right away things will come up and I just, I want to be able to see their face when I talk to them about right. this. Right. I think too, it, though, it's about meeting in the middle and having a bit of flexibility F- only because this is going to go on and on. So you might just have to say, is this meaningful enough to me? to just have this really honest, vulnerable conversation on the phone so at least it's done rather than never getting together and another six months goes by and then you still feel awful. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like we sometimes want it to look a certain way, but maybe, and I guess my other question is, is she worth the fight? I don't know. (laughs) I don't. There's a part of me that you're, you're right. At the beginning of the show, you said, 
oh, you know, we've been friends. And I'm like, but are we friends? Like, are we really friends? You know, do we call each other and tell each other about our issues and problems? And are we really that close? No, where it's almost like, you know, a work thing or it's like, I don't get into that with my real friends. We don't, I don't sit there and call them and go, oh, guess what? I'm doing this. Oh my God, look, I made so much money. And it's just, friends don't do that to each other. Yeah, there's no need. But I feel bad for this person because maybe they don't get it. So that's why I want to have the conversation and then see where it goes from there. But are you a therapist? Isn't that Nicole's job? Send them to Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's one option. Well, most people don't think there's anything wrong with them, right? Yeah. So one other thing too, maybe you need to reduce your expectations. So maybe people have to categorize their friends differently. Mm-hmm. That might just be your fun friend, the friend that you go out for drinks and you don't share much because she's not supportive, but she's really, really fun and you know you're going to have a good time. You love the same stuff. You love the same music, restaurants, wine, right? So maybe you just need to categorize her differently. And then you have your friends that you call when you are sad or down, but you'd never call her. We have to take a break. We'll be right back. And we're going to talk about how social media cultivates frenemies. You're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca. Co-host today is Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. And uh, in studio, we have Nicole McCants. She's a psychologist and a relationship expert. And we're talking about frenemies. And um, I want to talk about how social media cultivates frenemies. Mm. Yes. So cultivates, I'm not sure it creates frenemies, but it is this platform for the passive aggressive, right? So Mm. it is the perfect platform for a person who is upset to not tell you, but say it publicly and you read it. And then it's really awkward because you think that might be about you, right? Yeah. So, it, yes, oh. it, it can create a lot of drama. And then, it, but again, it's confusing because you don't know for sure if that's about you, but you're pretty sure it is. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure it creates frenemies, but it can cause a lot of drama. I guess it can create frenemies, yeah, in a, in a roundabout way. I just tell my clients, like, don't do that. <laughs> that's yeah. basically my advice. Yeah. And if someone's annoying you, like, their feeds annoying you. You there's you don't have to necessarily block them, but you can yes. unfollow. Unfollow. You unfollow. So you don't feed. see their stuff. The and m- then eventually they'll realize that you're not liking anything anymore. And maybe they'll get the hint. Oh, but maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think the best thing is just to unfollow them. Um, it, especially like the, I just find there's some people, some personalities that f- the platform, the social media platform is a way that they can get some therapy or, or like just let out everything negative and it can be draining. So it can I be draining and annoying. Yeah. Like I'm what, sorry, but some people's feeds are so annoying. What if you're in the same business and you're doing business together and um, they clearly are jealous of you and they are going to take you down at all costs? Right. I know that sounds so bold. No, no, no. So that, and how do you know they're jealous? <laughs> are they saying things like... Well, yeah, they get you bumped out of a situation, a gig or whatever. and you Oh, that's know. like bullying. Yeah, that's awful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would, in that case, if this is going to impact your livelihood at work, then I think a conference, not a confrontation, but a gentle, honest conversation might be warranted. Yeah, well, I brought it up. A gentle one. <laughs> I brought it up because Laura brought it up. She's an entrepreneur, so she's on her own. It's not like she works like I do. In a, right, yeah. Work. 
So in her case, what would happen? Like you, well, Laura, I do. Got... I, I have like other date coaches or you know yeah. matchmakers, and they're jealous and... of you. And well, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I'm saying that because you have the show. I mean, this is the number one rated show in the world. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's winning all sorts of awards. Yeah, awards, lots yeah. of awards. Um, no, but what I'm trying to get at, you know, Laura, what I was saying. You said it earlier. Because well, you're loyal, my, too. Because we're loyal I am people. a loyal person, yes. Right. But, okay. So, let's talk about loyalty for a second. What is loyalty? Tell me what that means to you. You're, what I'm hearing is, like, loyal means you stick with somebody, and I get that. But I'm confused. Like, it, why stick by anything that is not serving you? When we live in this world, when there's so much that happens to us that is right. completely out of our control, where we get to say, you know what? Or even in a passive way, like I, I might threaten you because I'm powerful, sorry. Um, and if that threatens you, I hope it inspires you. But if it threatens you, then we just won't spend time together because I'm too busy surrounding myself with these amazing people who love my accomplishments and I love theirs. So we'll be over here. Yeah. Right? And then this person will actually find other people just like them because like does attract like. Oh, That's it does. Very, very yes. true. Yes. Good one. Okay, so <laughs> frenemies obviously start out as friendships. So how can we identify the negative turning point in the relationship? Yeah, well, did you have one, by the way? Like in this friendship, was there a turning point? Uh, it, well, no, it was It was always, I, I kind of ignored it. I think yeah. it, it always started that way yeah. and I just ignored it and thought maybe it'll get better. But then as I got closer to this person, it, it didn't really change. And I just think it got... More, you got em- to know more, them more envy got involved and then it was you know i i was i was helping them with certain things they weren't you know giving back right and then that's when i started to detach but this yeah. person just keeps coming back well i think there are some turning points so usually i think in your case as your career begins to grow um you become more of a threat so that's not really a turning point but it's just like you grow apart and this person becomes um, envious. Yeah. Do you think that two people in the same industry can truly be really good friends? Yes. I, yeah. Absolutely. I, I do. In yeah. radio, do you know what? I I'll just tell you flat out. I got cancer four years ago, and no, it was I, six years ago, Sandra. <laughs> Sorry, she. Forgets. It was a long time. <laughs> um, and the people who stepped up with my radio friends quote, and I have all these different at that time in different groups, but in the end. I don't call them radio friends anymore. It was just my friends because they were the ones that were there for me as opposed to the people I grew up in school or whatever. So all these people I met in radio. Yeah. So getting back to that question, so how can we identify the negative turning point in the relationship? Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, I'm not sure there's like a moment where you wake up and you just hate each other. (laughs) I, I think we grow apart, right? And I think as one person grows and the other person doesn't, then there becomes like a difficulty. For example, this happens when one gets married and the other one doesn't. One is single and the other one is no longer single one has a baby Mm. and the other one's struggling right like do you ever notice that like you're really we were really close when we were single but now it's just we have nothing to talk about because I don't talk about dating anymore I think that would be hard too for people like especially trying to have children and all their friends are having children and they're going through in vitro and all this and they're not getting pregnant and I think it would be hard for them not to be envious I mean sometimes naturally we just are envious humans of right? course and it doesn't mean that that person's a friend of me they could be really honest and say guys like I'm happy for you but it's it's hard for me to hear that yeah, right? yeah but you know a- what I remember this time it's been a while since I've had kids and I remember women who 
you know, know your audience. Why are you sitting in front of a woman if you know they're going through in vitro and you just had your baby and you're going on and on? Well, Look how cute when he poops. Yeah. Yes. Green. Yeah. So <laughs> be know, respectful. Yeah. Like, why does yeah. she have to talk about it now, though? Why can't she talk about it? Like, that's a know? really good point. Or someone just got laid off and you're raving about how great your job is yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay, this conversation is amazing, but <laughs> we need to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta. Co-host is Sandra Carusi. She's from Inside Jokes. She's also the big honcho here, my executive producer. Very smart woman. (laughs) Nicole McCants is in studio. She's a psychologist here in Toronto. We're talking about frenemies. And I want to ask a question about envy and jealousy. So let's say you know you uh, tend to be a jealous, envious person. I mean, how can we change that so that we, you know, like right. maybe... How to be less jealous Yeah, how to be person. less jealous as a person and not worry about, you know, like mow your own lawn. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Right. Yeah. Well, so first of all, let's just talk about jealousy. I think jealousy is a trait that we all have a trickle of. Right? Like, so I'm just trying to yeah, think Yeah, it's of, human nature. It's, it mm-hmm. is human nature. Yeah. And then there are people who have a whole lot of it, and they're just constantly in this state of jealousy. Oh, my gosh. Right. So- Get really, them out. Really? <laughs> well, <laughs> what is underneath that? It's insecurity. Insecurity, unhappiness. Yes. And often the jealous people are often judgmental, because that, that's what that is, right? Um, they, Always have something bad to say about everybody. Yes. The most judgmental people that like you know- people. Just think of the person that you know that's judgmental for a second. Usually they are the most self-critical. So uh, they're really self-judgmental. That uh, that just overflows onto everyone else. So I have one suggestion for them, and that's honestly therapy. Going to therapy, dealing with your own insecurities, finding happiness within yourself, and then you just care less. Everyone else's happiness, you're, you're, you can be happy for them. Um, but also the way that I see it, if my friends are doing great, I almost see it as my success Me because too. then we're yeah. doing great. If mm-hmm. they like it, because then we get to go on those vacations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we get to do all that together. That's what I say to my best friend. I'm like, yeah. don't worry. When I get really rich and buy that home in Bahamas or wherever it is, you're coming with exactly. me. Exactly. You know? Do you know what? I say that. And I, I, for all these years again that I've been battling cancer, it was social media and my friends' pictures that pulled me out of some darkest places. Because mm. I would see them like somebody just got a new job. It's like, oh, cool. Because you don't get to talk to them, right? Yeah. So seeing accomplishments in that manner or something is like so exciting. Yeah. And if I won tons of money, I would share it. Yeah. with my friends and loved ones yeah. and people said or I give you money <laughs> I God, would I though it. because yeah. really like when you're given a gift like that you need to spread the love and you need to share yeah I mean that's what what life is all about it's not about being greedy yeah so I think if you're a jealous person just really rather than focusing on everybody else taking a moment to just look within okay what is it what's going on with me why am I so unhappy can I make changes to feel better about myself and you'll notice your jealousy naturally reduces yeah work on yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay how can frenemies affect other areas of um, or other relationships in our life yes well I mean I think that I notice when a client is 
when their mind is elsewhere, they do take it home. So now your your friends are treating you like crap and now guess who you take it out on? Your significant other at home because you're more irritable or you're more short with the kids, right? So I think because we get so much wealth from our friends, when that is impaired, um, it can impact us dramatically and impact a lot of areas in our life. Okay, or when you're complaining to your significant other, your partner about this person all the time, and they're just like so annoyed by you. Going, yes. Okay, you know what? You're annoying me. Do something about it or stop complaining. Actually, you know what's funny? A lot of my client, a lot of new clients will show up in my office and say, I'm honestly here because my partner's so sick of hearing me talk about this. They told me just to go and find a professional to just wow. talk through, right? And I'm like, I can be that person. I think that's important sometimes where your partner isn't your therapist. They don't just hear the bad. Yeah. yeah. Do men have frenemies (laughs) great question so definitely i that's that's the minority that i hear very much like the if you think back on the playground boys will shove each other and then it's over rather than women we are more emotional we are more social we hold grudges we're definitely more judgmental in general right not always Mm -hmm. compared to men so i do find that yeah we stew about it and we can create more drama than men Um, Men just usually just, okay, whatever, let it go. And let's go for a beer in two weeks and everything's fine. <laughs> let's talk about how to deal with a frenemy. So how should we deal with frenemies? There so I, like for instance, I tend, to withdraw, <laughs> I tend to withdraw from the frenemy, but some people tend to fight back. So what is right. the proper way to deal with the frenemy? <sighs> Would you want the easier way? Okay. You know, there well, really the is no way. proper way. No. It's hard. I would say the majority of people and sometimes the best way, is just to let it fizzle. So a lot of, you know, let me get back to you. Um, let me check my schedule. I'm really Things are really busy right now, you know. And honestly, we live in a busy world. It will fizzle. Mm-hmm. Worst case, I do have some clients that say, Nicole, it's really hard because it's a group of friends. So I want to let go of that whole group. <gasps> that was going to be yeah. my next question. From high school, for example. And it's really obvious because it's always the six of us. So they're always reaching out and calling. So she, what we did with her is she didn't want to have this conversation because she felt that she would be the bad guy. They would all gossip about her. Mm -hmm. So she did, I find new friends. She joined yoga. She filled her life with better quality friendships. And then she was in fact busy. So it was like, no, I'm going to this yoga retreat. Sorry, guys. And then though, they have these two traditions where it's like a Christmas dinner with all six of them and something that happens in the summer and she can cope with twice a year and that's what it reduced to it's like okay I can do twice a year and, I, and I'm busy the rest of the year now okay how do you deal with the front of me though when you work with them and you have to see them daily yes actually, that's a tough one that uh, yes and no okay. because you're busy so you're at work right so um I find at work it well you tell me I mean I don't I don't work in the corporate world but I've told people if if you can mingle with another coworker, it's not so obvious because you're busy chatting with them, right? So if you're in the lunchroom, really trying to find people who are who have better energy than the other person you're talking to. So I feel like if you're busy at work, isn't it less obvious? Mm-hmm. I would oh. assume it would be less obvious if you're at work. I don't know. I don't, work, know the, work, I don't have the answer to that yeah, no, because I don't work in the corporate world either. I'll tell you because it's more magnified in the corporate world, I think. And so you do see it more. And it could be vicious. It could be totally vicious. And we could talk more about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk more about it after the break. I'm Santa Carusi with the leader, La Patrona. <laughs> Laura Balata. We'll Balata. be right back.
Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We're talking about frenemies today with Nicole McCants, psychologist here in Toronto, Santa Carusi from Inside Jokes, and moi, Laura Bellotta. Before the break, we were uh, Santa was talking about the corporate world and how it can be vicious. Vicious. When it comes to frenemies. Frenemies. Well, in certain environments, like, you know, I was in the sales department, so a lot of it is very social, of course, and a lot of social activities encouraged, like going out for drinks with clients, mm-hmm. going out for drinks with each other. So frenemies are very common and something that happens. Now, I mentioned earlier when I was sick, it was they, they, the radio friends who got me out of it, and I still say that is the truth, except for the fact there was a time that some of these people that I'm talking about were like my worst enemies at work. And um, they were just vicious. And the things they would do. And they're like my closest friends now. They're so how, jealous How did time. that happen? Yeah, how did that happen? And Cole can Like it's that. very bizarre. So my question, my first question to you is how did that happen for you to be able to forgive them? So you're saying they yeah. were vicious and now they're your closest friends. That's amazing. Because I got sick. That's what brought us together. And they just ah, came. Yeah. So some came running and because wanted to watch the train wreck. Like just in general. Human, right, right, human, right. The human population. Let's watch Trainwreck Sanders. She's strong. She's smart. She's funny. She's always done great. And um, now she's falling apart. Let's watch. Mm. Bam. <gasps> yes, ma'am. I 100%. can't believe there's such evil people in the world. Such evil Honestly, people. Honestly, now. Two, uh, and then there's these other people who, you know, were clearly, I said, oh, these guys are going to dump me like a bad. Mm-hmm. And instead, they are the ones who came and did these wonderful things and stayed. That's what's key. After four years, they stayed. It's amazing. Amazing. And then um, and then on and on, these different kind of friends. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Is a frenemy relationship ever good for you, Nicole? Never. <laughs> I don't actually see when that's ever a good thing. No. Friends are What if are they're good? your boss? What if they're your boss? Um, do you have to be friends with your boss? I mean, is that how it works in the corporate world? Well, I mean, you might get fired. Yeah. Every well, boss I've ever had, they I had to kiss friend, their butt or else. No, yes. Friendly. Right? Friendly. Strong, strong. Yes. Okay. So friendly. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, when you're saying friend, I'm actually thinking, is this somebody I'm going to invite to my home? Never. Right? I think that energy, why invite it into your life? But um, being pleasant. Here's the thing. If this person, whoever they are, has very negative energy, it's like, you want to not give them power to ruin your day. Mm-hmm. So if that means that I'm going to stay pleasant, so I'm having a great day, and now I'm in your presence, and now I can just feel your negativity, but I'm not going to give you that power to bring me down. So if that looks like I'm still going to stay pleasant because that's how I'm feeling in this moment, then that's fine. Does that make sense? So it's just 100%. it's a different way of looking at mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Amazing. Great conversation. <laughs> okay, so how are frenemy relationships different throughout our lives? Like, so teenagers, 20-somethings, yes. maybe in your 50s. I li- Funny, so Sandra was just saying this. <sighs> you know, to some degree, that people don't always grow up. So I've seen many people still act like they do teenagers. Like oh I've gosh. witnessed this horrible bullying um, at my gym, just women just treating each other awful. Like just... Like grow up. Yeah. I just run. Like I just don't want to be near that Why energy. Why do they behave like that, Nicole? <sighs> Again, insecurity. Well, I feel like people... It actually has to do with childhood. So I was, of course, I'm a therapist. I'm going to bring up childhood at some point. People <laughs> get used to some sort of drama, right? So if yeah. if you're, if you've got unresolved stuff from childhood... 
that drama in a weird way feels comfortable. So you bring it with you. So even if a friendship is easy, that doesn't feel good in a subconscious way. Mm -hmm. And so there are people in this world where they'll create this drama because that feels it, it yeah it feels natural and familiar my goodness yeah. yeah and you know what it really does make sense and those are things that i've known too you know it all stems from your childhood mm-hmm. how about how about the friends um and laura touched on this earlier i'm just going to use lauren and i as an example um you said earlier we talked about divorcing our friends which i have done and have no problem doing what if i have a friend like laura who does not in, in my group who doesn't want a divorce, like she said earlier. She goes, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to do that confrontation. I don't want to do that. And I'm like, well, I just did it. Now I look like a tool, and now you're going to stay in the group, and you're not going to do it? Mm. So uh, I have no problem breaking up with someone if they leave me alone. I just go my way, you go yeah. yours. But when they keep coming at me, then I have right. a hard time because yeah. I'm a genuinely a nice person, and so I always feel bad. So what if you were to say to this person, you know, I have to be honest with you. I'm going to give you feedback because I love you because you're my friend. Or maybe I just I like you. Love. Yeah. <laughs> I, my experience sometimes being with you is I'm walking on eggshells. Oh. Or, or my experience sometimes when I'm with you is I feel small. See, here's the thing. You don't want to blame because they blame always breeds defensiveness. And then it's game on. It's an argument. And then that's just a waste. Useless, like, okay, yeah. useless. But if you were to take responsibility for your own feelings, so when I'm with you, P.S., because you call me all the time and tell me how much money you make, um, (laughs) I feel small. (laughs) And I wonder if there's other people in your life that feel the same way. Pause. And let's see what they say. If they start deflecting in excuses, then it's just like, okay, well, I, you know what, I'm just, I feel like I might pull away, or sorry, I am going to be pulling away. I just want to give you a heads up. Like, I feel like we should just go our separate ways. I've had this conversation twice. I've actually broke, we've had breakup conversations. And it's, and here's Did you the, do it on the phone or? Yeah, face, totally phone. Oh, phone, okay. You know, here's uh-huh. the thing, we're breaking up. It's not really worth seeing each other. That's kind of how I saw it. It's like, we can do this on the phone. Um, and it was sad. I Here's the other piece I think we should talk about. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of grieving that goes on because it used to be good. Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about this after the break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is so cool and interesting today. <laughs> You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. We're talking about frenemies. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Well, it's a new year and a new day, and it's time for a new direction. Time to say yes. Yes to building equity for yourself through real estate. Call or email me and let's get started right now. So they can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com, 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca, co-host Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes, and uh, we're here with Nicole McCann. She's a psychologist in Toronto. She's giving us all sorts of amazing information. Hopefully it's helping uh, some of you at home and uh, teaching you how to deal with some of your frenemies and friends, right? 
Yeah. So what happens when uh, we break up with our frenemy? Yeah. And then, you know, there's a bit of grieving that goes on. So I was just suggesting, well, first of all, what do you guys think of what I just said? Do you think that's feasible? I love everything that you've said like, today. Like, you really <laughs> helped me, actually. Yeah. yeah. But about that conversation about taking responsibility, I think that's important because here's the other thing. Sometimes they want to talk you out of it. It's like a breakup. Have you ever tried to yeah. break up with someone yeah. and then you hang up the phone and you're like, oh my God, we're still together? <laughs> like, yeah. That was right. So that can happen again with divorcing your friends. Um, so if you focus on you, then there's nothing about them. Like, it's like, I'm feeling small when I'm around you. I feel insecure. Uh, when you look me up and down, it feels weird because <laughs> there's people who do that, right? At this stage? Oh my Still, God. Still, yeah. Send them over. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then they can't be defensive and then you hang up the phone and you feel great because you have let go of this negative energy and now you've made space for amazing friends. Moving on to grieving. I don't know. Have you guys let go of friends? Like for me, it can be mm-hmm. a bit hard. Like it's like, it depends oh, how angry like, I am when I let go of them. If they really did something that pissed me off, then it's easier for me to just say see ya. But if they've been a friend for a while and they're just doing something, I let go of a friend a couple years ago. We're friends again though, but she tried and tried and tried to get me back. And finally I caved. I thought, you know what? I can forgive, but don't do it again. She kept, you you know what she did? She kept like talking about everything was negative. She's dating this guy who treats her like crap. And every day for two and a half years, I had to listen to the same garbage in my home. It's like, listen, do this, do this, do this. She never listened to anything I said. So eventually I was just like, listen, I have to let you go because you're draining me and you're not listening to any, you can, you can like, you know, uh, date him, but I don't want to hear about it. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't want to hear about it anymore. And then she didn't like that. So I said, well, then we have to part ways. But right. now we're friends again. And you know what? She learned from that. She's Are you like, more Laura's cautious though? As a friend? No, she knows. No, no. I still, I always loved her. She's a great friend. But I just, she had to learn that you can't bring your friends down like all but the time with your difficult. negative energy. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about cancer for a second. So, mm. it, I mean, it is hard because if you if you are going through something, you need your friends, mm-hmm. right? If you're, if you're in an abusive relationship and you're really stuck and then you kind of need your friends and because sometimes it takes like 50 conversations to finally make a change. But Nicole... Every day for two and a half years, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> Come on. And yeah, and I could like I, learn a little bit. How do they not? You're know? in your thirties. You're not or, like a little kid. Sorry to cut you off, Nicole, as well, and Laura. But how do you not learn that? That's on the subject of know your audience. Like, so for example, that's one um, example. But another one would be, let's go back to cancer for a second. They know that I'm ill. They know I'm medicated. They know that I spend minimal time with my kids. Let's say because uh, you know busy or whatever. Why are they still talking to me on the phone about the, how horrible their life is? Like, how how are people calling me how hard their life is? Right. How? They just don't get it. Well, how, how? do they not get it? Yeah, like, there, I would never There are do some people. Yeah. Like, but I know better, right? Imagine. Yeah. There are some people who just are, I hate, I hate to say this, but I'm sorry to hear your feelings if you're listening, but it's like self-absorbed, right? Yes. And it could just be that their life is so dark that they're just not being able to see it. Like sometimes depression can be that way that you actually can't see outside of yourself because you're suffering so much. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Wow. So I don't, or they're just a selfish person. I'm not sure which, um, but it's about you. And I'm sure you're doing a good job at like protecting, protecting your energy and just saying like, listen, now. I'm so sorry. I don't have the energy right now. Okay. We have one more question and that's amazing. What does a true friendship look like? Hmm. Great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a true friendship, I'm going back, I said this a few times, I think it's really important. 
lifts you up, but a true friend is when you call them and you're down and then you hang up the phone and they remind you how great you are. Yeah. Like sometimes our friends actually have to, I'm sure, I ha, I'm sure you've had this, Sandra, where you're going through, like your body's literally breaking down and as a result, that's really scary and you reach out to them and they remind you how powerful and strong you are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Especially the ones that have known you for a while. They remind you of all the stuff you've overcome. Mm-hmm. They remind you, so it's empowering. Not only, and all those nice things too, like they clearly listen, but they ask about you right? That's a big one because I find that the not good friend is calling and you always know that it's about them. Like they're calling and you just know like they need something. Okay. We've run out of time. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us today. I know, right? What a great conversation. Another 14 questions. (laughs) To learn more about Nicole McCants and her perspectives in psychology practice, you can visit NicoleMcCants.com, right? Yes. And if you have enough frenemies and uh, all your friends are married and you're looking to meet new friends, I'm uh, having a ladies paint night in Mississauga. So just check out my website, singleinthecity.ca for that. We're painting some hot dude or something. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. Until next week, ciao for now.